Hey, what is going on, guys? DK back at you with another video here to break down the three-game NBA DFS slate on Wednesday. Uh, if you guys are first-time viewer, I cover content for uh, DFS, NBA, NFL, XFL, also for player prop sites like Prize Picks and No House Advantage. Prize Picks, they are the sponsor of the video. You can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. I'll have it linked down below. Um, ben having a great run on prize picks. Bounce back in a big way tonight. Currently 5-1. and one. If Westbrook goes over, it will be a 6-1 and one day for me. So, love to see that. Um, but, yeah, it's, I'm having a lot of fun on, on prize picks. And you pill 2, 3, 4, 5 up to 6 player props. So, if you haven't given it a try yet, take, it, or take advantage of the free money. If you don't like it, like so be it. But, take advantage of the $300 and uh, test it out. I guarantee you, you will like the site. Um, and if you guys are looking for more in-depth content for DFS or prize picks, you can check my Patreon linked down below. All right, so let's recap uh, lineup tonight before we get into this um, breakdown. So again, prize picks, great day. Could be a phenomenal day if Westbrook covers. Him picking up two quick ones. How do the faders know? Um, but yeah, looking like a, a pretty solid day for me. We'll see how this game finishes. But um, I, there was a few low-owned plays I was really high on uh, for GPPs, and it's looking pretty good right now. Um, so th those plays were Malcolm Brogdon. He absolutely went off. Again, recency bias. As I've, I've said that a few times now, it plays a major role. People can try to say it doesn't in the playoffs. It does. Way more so than the regular season. We talked about the Boston Guards. I did not understand why no one was playing smart and no one was playing Malcolm Brogdon. Um, we knew Derek White was going to be chalk, but like, I didn't understand why no one was on Malcolm Brogdon. He absolutely smashed. Lavert was another guy I mentioned. I just was like, I thought about him like, all right, he shot one of seven last game and got benched. But if you looked at the end of the regular season, Lavert had a major role with the team and the team needs offense, right? Cleveland needed offense besides like Mitchell and Garland. Like no one else is providing any offense. So I just had a feeling Lavert didn't play awful. He was going to get a pretty big minutes bump and he did. I think he played... 40, I don't know exactly what he played. I know he started the second half for a Coro. Um, and just went absolutely crazy at 12% ownership. And then Norm Powell's the other guy. Um, how did the faders know? Three quick ones. On the, you know, starts the game off 0-4. Massive foul trouble. How did you guys know that that would happen? 0-4 start and three quick ones for Powell. So, so tilting. And then Westbrook, two quick ones, right? He loses big minutes. Okay, sure. Um, but yeah, I told everyone, I was like, I'm not fading Kevin Durant. And I knew that ownership was not like he was Kevin Durant was projected for like 20 to 25% across the industry. I was like, there's no way, no way. Durant's my favorite, favorite, uh, spend up. And if he's going to be that low owned, I'm just like him even more. And sure enough, he came at 50%. I, I had a feeling he was going to be a lot higher on than what he's projected for. But, um, yeah, so I played three of the Boston mid range guys. You guys knew I was high in them. I mean, the, they were some of the better plays of the slate, smart, white and Horford, um, I played Jared Allen in the uh, Jared Allen Levert in the uh, Cleveland New York game, and then I have KD, uh, Paul, and Westbrook in the late game. So right now, I am just basically at the money line of three players to go. But I think I'm going to have at least a double up, uh, possibly a bigger night if these late guys continue to do well. I just need Westbrook and Powell to stay out of foul trouble, please, and this game to stay competitive. Um, so that's a recap there. Hope you guys had a good night, and uh, yeah, let's talk about the three game slate. So. I was quickly going through the price points, and just a lot of the, a lot of the guys, you know, price points went down on. Um, so I think it's going to be a little bit easier to build out a lineup. Again, I personally prefer like how it was early in the like the play in early in the playoffs, where it's really hard to build out a lineup. I just think there's a bigger edge on slates like that. But not saying I dislike it. I just I noticed that like a lot of these guys, you know, prices went down. So. 
top end. You got AD and you got LeBron. 10-1 for AD, 9-9 for LeBron James. Um, you know, they're going to play in a competitive game, high 30s minutes. I think they look very similar, AD and LeBron. Um, I might give the slight edge to AD if I had to pick straight up. However, it is going to be easier to get to LeBron in your lineups and see a small forward eligibility and AD only as a center. Um, yeah, no real like super strong takes for the, the top two. I like them both. Uh, the price points did drop on D'Lo and Reeves. Um, but um, again, the price points dropped on a lot of guys. So it's like it is a little bit tricky breaking it down because like price points are down on almost everyone. But I do think Reeves and D'Lo are way more in play now. Um, 36 minutes last game for D'Lo. On average, he's going to play mid-30s minutes as long as he doesn't play awful like he did two games ago. Um, so I have no issue going to, to him at that price point. Or Reeves, this is his team now. Um, you know, I think both are relatively safe plays in the mid-range. I think low to mid-30s minutes for both. Um, yeah, I think the, the two Lakers guys in the mid-range are, are pretty solid options. And then Rui, um, clearly an outlier game. He's not going to shoot 11 and 14 again, but... He's been a big part uh, of the bench rotation, and he's providing that scoring punch off the bench. Um, I think he's a pretty solid value play. I don't know if he plays 30 minutes again. I think we probably get low to mid-20s, but uh, at 4.5K, I definitely have interest in Rui. Schroeder, 4-1, more of a contrarian play. Only played 20 minutes last game. Again, he got extended two games ago because D'Lo really struggled. But more often than not, you're going to get that closing lineup with LeBron, AD, D'Lo, and Reeves. Um, so Schroeder, I think if you're... I don't think I would play both him and D'Lo together. Um, but you, I guess you could technically play Schroeder uh, and just hope that D'Lo really struggles. Because um, if he does, like we did see Schroeder get extended two games ago. Vanderbilt at 3-9 has really not done a ton. He's playing low 20s minutes. I guess like he's a viable pivot off Rui, but um, just really not doing anything offensively. Kind of just an afterthought uh, on offense. Malik Beasley, is, the minutes are down. I can't do it. Um, and then Troy Brown will see a little bit of run at 3-3, but I don't think it's necessary in this slate. Moving on to Memphis. So the big news, obviously, is Ja, my boy, questionable. If I had to guess, I'd say he doesn't play. Um, just like from that interview post game, mm, I don't think he's going to be able to play. So we'll talk about it quickly if he is and if he isn't. If Ja Morant is available to play, then I feel like it would be tough because I don't know how, like, can Ja shoot normally? Like, you know what I'm saying? So. Ja would be risky for sure if he plays, and then it would kind of downgrade everyone else. Like, I would still have a little bit of interest in these main guys, but I think Memphis would probably be one of my least favorite teams to target if Ja is in. Now, if Ja's out, that's where things change, right? I think the first guy I look to would be 6.7K, Tyus Jones, who should start and play mid to high 30s minutes. Um, so I would really like Tyus Jones if there's no Ja Morant. And Triple J, I mean, I got to give it to him. He has played extremely well of late. And they're honestly running offense through him. A guy that can get those blocks and steals, if he stays out of foul trouble, I still think you can play him in tournaments. It, it, it's, it's, it's tough to click on a 9.3K Triple J, but if you told me for sure, I'll just say this, if you told me 100% that Jaron Jackson stayed out of foul trouble and John Morant didn't play, I would highly consider playing Jaron Jackson tomorrow. Really. Because I think he's going to play close to 40 minutes. Um, the question is, can he stay out of foul trouble? Desmond Bain, 8-4, obviously gets a bump if John Morant's out. Um, I would have loved more interest in him. And then Brooks, kind of the same thing. If Ja's in, probably won't do it. If Ja's out, he's playable, probably plays a bit more. Um, you know, you would get, again, so the starting lineup if Ja's out would be Tyus, Bain, Brooks, Triple J, Tillman, most likely. So you'd see Kennard off the bench. You'd see Aldama off the bench. And then you'd probably see like a little bit of Roddy slash Conchar don't know if it'd be enough for me to get to those guys. Conchar, I believe, did not play last game, but Roddy played a little bit. So 
those two would probably crack the rotation or, you know, Roddy would just play a little bit more than the like eight minutes that he played last game. Um, but I think you'd really just get condensed minutes for the main guys. And then like, if there is no Ja, I do think that Kennard is playable. He's been playing a big role already for this team, playing like mid to high 20s minutes. He probably would push for 30 minutes if there's no Ja. So he actually would be in play too. Tillman was massive chalk last night. I just thought he was over-owned. If he starts again, I think he's fine. Him, Aldama, they probably play low to mid-20s minutes. They both look pretty similar. So that's Memphis again. If Jaws in, they're, they're probably one of my least favorite teams to target. Now Miami and Milwaukee. Uh, we got Hero out for the playoffs, or be, like unless Miami makes the finals, which they're not going to. And you got Giannis doubtful. So two teams that are shorthanded here. Start off with Miami. So. What do I think happens in the starting lineup? Honestly, I don't know. Um, do they start Lowry? Maybe. Um, you know, they could go Vincent, Lowry, Struess, Jimmy, Bam. I would also not be shocked. I mean, Duncan Robinson started the second half for Hero last game. He only played six minutes. You could get him. You honestly could get Oladipo in the starting lineup, too. I would not be shocked if, you know, one of those guys picks up a start. So, they're like... You could tell me like five or six guys would start for Miami and it would not be surprised. I really don't know where they're going to go in the starting lineup. But top end guys, Jimmy and Bam obviously look a little bit better uh, without Hero. I mean, Jimmy went crazy last game, still sub 9K. I think he looks really good. And Bam at 7-4, man. For a guy that's probably going to play close to 40 minutes, yeah, I'm high in both Jimmy and Bam without Hero. They get a usage bump. Max Struess probably going to play a good chunk of minutes, 36 and 38 minutes last couple games. Now, I will say... And if he's not knocking down his shots, the, the floor is still there. But if he's really, if he's if he's getting it going, he can go for 30 plus or for even 40 plus like he did two games ago. Um, Lowry, the minutes have not been great on him. You would think, though, with Hero out, he's gonna play more. Now, I think that he's actually kind of injured, that knee's bothering him. But um, if he starts, I like him uh, more. If he comes to the bench, he's a bit riskier. I think Gabe Vincent is the guy that gets the biggest just bump with Hero out. Because he's going to be relied on a bit more for offense, for shooting. Um, so I do like a 4.2K Gabe Vincent, who I think probably plays 30-plus minutes here. And then Martin, I don't really know if his role is going to change a ton, but he's still going to be a pretty big part of the rotation, play mid to high 20s minutes. I would be a little bit careful about Kevin Love. Here's the thing. Love is a really good point for minute guy. He had a great game last game. But he is someone that can get cooked defensively, and they can pull the plug on him like they did against Atlanta um, in that do-or-die game where he played three minutes, right? So, like, there is no... If you told me Kevin Love played two minutes tomorrow, I wouldn't be shocked. If you told me he played, like, 18 to 20, wouldn't be shocked. So, he's a tricky one for me because if... I'll say this. If you told me for sure Love played 20, 22 minutes, then, yes, I'm probably... I've, I've probably going to play. Um, but I just... Uh, worries me a little bit because he, he is one that they can just completely axe out of the rotation if he's struggling defensively. And then as I mentioned, like, well, I think there's an outside chance they start Oladipo here. If Oladipo starts at 3-6, I don't really know what we can expect minutes-wise. Probably, like, low 20s. But if he plays well, maybe more. So, like, if Oladipo starts, I definitely have interest in him at 3.6. If it's Robinson that starts, a little bit less interest. But still, a 3.1K starter, like, would still have to consider him. So... I'm really curious where Miami goes with the starting lineup. And then with Milwaukee, Giannis is doubtful. So we know what's going to happen here. You get the big usage bump to Drew, to Middleton, and to Bobby Portis. That's where the offense is going to run. I honestly think all three look really good here. 8.2K for Drew. I know Miami, you know, not necessarily the best matchup, but 
It's just too cheap for Drew. It's too cheap for Chris Middleton. And it's too cheap for Bobby Portis. So I'm really high on these Milwaukee guys. Um, they need to win this game. No Giannis, down 0-1. They can't go down 0-2 going into Miami. This is like a must-win game for Milwaukee. So um, I really like Drew, Middleton, Portis. I think they're going to run a bit more of a condensed rotation in a super important game. Um, so I'm really high in those three. And then Brooke Lopez is the interesting one. I think he's going to be low-owned because of the bad game last game, but he still played 36 minutes. Lopez is a guy that can go for 40-plus. And I, I'm pretty sure he will be the lowest owned of the bunch. So I like Lopez. I think he's going to be low-owned, and he still should play a lot of minutes. The rest of the Milwaukee value, I think there's two guys that I have some interest in. That would be Allen and Ingles. Grayson Allen got the minutes bump last game, played 31 minutes. And then Joe Ingles didn't play as much as I thought, only 15. But he's a guy that could push for, you know, maybe low 20s. So those two are interesting. I think you see some Carter in the rotation. I think you see some Crowder. Um, and then maybe a little bit of Pat Connaughton. He didn't play last game. But yeah, so starters, I think, will be Drew, Allen, Middleton, uh, Portis, Lopez. Off the bench, you're going to see Ingles, one. You're going to see Carter, two. You're going to see Crowder three. And then again, I think probably Connaughton would be the, the fourth guy off the bench if they're going to play um, nine guys. Finally, Minnesota and Denver. So this was the team that like really took the big price decrease, right? With Ant and Cat both sub 8K. A lot of these mid-range guys got a big price decrease. So I know. And Minnesota let me down that slide a couple of days. But you have to have short-term memory. At, like everyone was off. Everyone was awful from Minnesota. I don't care. That does no effect on what I'm going to do for this slate, right? As long as this game stays competitive, I really like Minnesota again. The only concern is maybe they get blown out again. But if you get a competitive game, I expect around 40 minutes from Anthony Edwards. 7.8K is the cheapest he's been, I think, all season. And Carl Anthony Towns, 7.5, was absolutely awful. The worst game I think I've ever seen from him. He's going to play mid to high 30s minutes. So those two I like. Gobert at 6'9", not as excited about it. I don't see the massive ceiling on him. But he probably plays low to mid 30s minutes, assuming he'll, he'll be good to go, which I think he will. Slow-mo off the bench is a bit interesting. Played 26 minutes. Again, the game was a blowout. I think he plays over 30 in this game. He's a guy that I think might go a bit overlooked in this slate. But we know like slow-mo when given minutes, this guy has a ceiling. When we saw it against the Lakers, a 50 bomb, like, if you give him mid-30s minutes, this guy can smash. And he's sub-6K, so I am actually really high on him for tournaments, especially if he comes off the bench. I think that will keep his ownership low. Omni, I think, is another safe play. And now, his minutes in the first half were a little bit concerning. Like He only played, I think, like 14 first-half minutes. Um, but I think he gets a slight minutes bump here as long as they just don't play awful. Probably plays low to mid-30s, so I think he's a relatively safe play. My boy, NAW, um, started last couple games. Didn't do much last game, but if he starts again, you probably see high 20s minutes from him, maybe low 30s. I think he would be a reasonable value. And then Prince will play off the bench of 4K. Playable. Um, Noel and got some run, but a lot of it was in garbage time. Be a little bit careful there. McLaughlin played a little bit. You saw some rivers, but again, that was mainly in garbage time too. So none of the value I feel great about really below NAW. And finally, the Denver Nuggets. So I think the guy that stands out once again would be Jamal Murray at 7-6. Um, he was the guy that got the most ownership last late uh, for Denver, and, and he should again. Um, he's going to play high 30s minutes. Um, a guy that, you know, pretty high ceiling. I like Jamal Murray quite a bit. I like Nicole Jokic if you can afford him. He should play mid-30s minutes. 
Um, so the two main guys for Denver I like. MPJ, I'm a little bit torn at what I want to do. He's been playing really well. I also thought he was over-owned last slate, but of course he had a ceiling game, 11 rebounds too. Um, I like him, but I think, again, he's going to go over-owned in tournaments. So like here's like one pivot. Like If you're going to late game and you're not looking great, just play Kyle Anderson over Michael Porter Jr., right? Like he is the direct pivot, I think, that will come in at much lower ownership. But I actually think I, I'm going to prefer Kyle Anderson to Michael Porter Jr. in GPPs. Gordon at 6K, I think, will be the lowest owned of the main guys. He's been a little bit quiet of late, but still a guy that can go for, you know, decent fantasy scores. I know some of these games are when they were shorthanded. Um, so he'll probably be the lowest owned of the main guys. ACP is just like, just there. He always is. Low 30s minutes, 3 and D guy. He's fine. Bruce Brown at 5-2 should play mid to high 20s minutes. Another just reasonable last piece in. Value, there's nothing I really feel good about. I mean, Jeff Green will be in the rotation. I guess if you need a punt play, sure, he'll probably play high teens minutes. You'll see a little bit of Christian Brown. Like maybe, I don't know, like you might see some Najee, maybe some DeAndre Jordan. I- I'm not going to mess with the backup bigs. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. So um, that is going to wrap it up for Denver, and that's going to do it for the video as well. So if you guys have been enjoying it again, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I uh, really do appreciate all the, all the new viewers, returning viewers. Um, let's hope we can uh, do well on the slate. Also, keep an eye out for the prize picks video up after this. And uh, enjoy the rest of your night.